Well, God is so good. We are on a series this month on the power of words. Amen. And, you know, our words are powerful. We discovered that God creates everything by, by speaking faith-filled words. He created the planets. He created the earth by speaking faith-filled words. And our words will cause us to go over in life or cause us to go under. So we have to understand that our words are powerful. Amen. And so um, uh, I'm going to just, just talk to you a little bit about the, the state of affairs where we're at today. And um, with the coronavirus and, it, you know, the coronavirus is actually in the Bible. And you say, where is that found at? It's in Matthew chapter 24. Jesus said in the end days, we're going to have earthquakes. We're going to have a famine. We're going to have um, uh, pestilence and disease. And this is just revealing the truth that before Jesus comes back, all these things are going to happen. And so, but what does the Bible say? When we see these things happening on the earth, we need to look up. Why? Because our redemption draws near. Amen. So we're closer to the return of Jesus than ever before. So what is that saying to us? That's saying that we need to be ready. We need to be ready for Jesus to come back. That means that if there's any sin in our life, we need to get the sin out. If we're not walking with God in the right way, a way we need to start walking with God. If there's any areas in our life where we're holding unforgiveness or harboring ill will or bitterness, we need to release all that. I like what one some what one person said about people offending you. They said that you know forgiveness uh, may not make the situation any better, but it will definitely free you from the situation. So we have to you know walk in love and forgiveness, and we're going to be tested. Uh, in our in our love walk. Amen. So uh, I, I, I want to say this is that you don't need to worry about the coronavirus because, um, you know, the, the corona, what's behind the coronavirus is really don't be afraid that you're going to catch the coronavirus. Uh, we don't need to have a fear that what's worse than the coronavirus is a fear of catching the coronavirus. And so, you know, as as believers in Christ, we don't need to fear that. Praise God. Um, you know, I, I went through, I don't know if you went through some things this week. You know, some of us are staying at home, working at home. Um, you know, uh, if you're a teacher, you're at home. Uh, you know, my kids are at home. You know, I think I'm more afraid of staying at home with my family than, than being locked down at the house. It, anybody know what I'm talking about? Than the coronavirus itself. And nobody wants to be locked down in a house. Amen. Amen. You know, some some say that the government's going to lock us down in our homes. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and uh, we're always going to have the ability to go get food, go to the grocery stores, go to the doctors. Um, they're not going to lock us down from from the necessities of life. But um, but we will be restrained from doing some things. And uh, maybe some of these restraints are good at this time because, you know, we're, we're, we're believing that the coronavirus is, as what they say, is going to flatten out. And, of course, I'm preaching on words, so I'm speaking to the coronavirus like Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And we're commanding that coronavirus to die out in Jesus' name. 
So can I get an agreement there that the coronavirus is dying out, especially in the state of Virginia? Amen. Glory to God. And I just want to put you at ease because the president spoke yesterday and they asked if, if, the, if there was going to be a national lockdown. And he said that each state is different and there's different, um, you know, uh, numbers of people that have the virus. Some states only have two people reported of having that virus. So, so it's going to be on a state to state basis on what you can do and what you can't do. And uh, so just just be at peace. Um, I don't believe there's going to be a lockdown where you got to stay in your house. Amen. Uh, of course, you know, even California right now has some big cases over there and the people still can go grocery shopping and and go to the uh, to the uh, drugstore and still go to the doctors. So you all you, you, you can you can definitely be at peace that you can get your toilet paper and your paper products. Amen. And so we don't want to um, be like the world. Amen. We don't want to respond as Christians. Um, we don't want to respond like the world responds um, in, in times of uh, uh, turmoil. Amen. Amen. And we, we, we want to respond in faith and not in fear. Amen. And so, you know, uh, this is interesting because... As Christians, I believe my faith, and you need to stand in this faith, that you're protected from all disease. Amen. Amen. And uh, I like what it says in Mark 16, 15, and 18. This is called the Great Commission. And I believe that, um, that as we read this Great Commission, um, the Great Commission is what we're called to do as Christians in this earth. In other words... As a Christian, you are on assignment. Amen. And let's look at our assignment. It says here in Mark 16, 15 and 18. It says, and he said to them, this is Jesus, go into all the world and preach the gospel or the good news to every creature. He who believes and baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. So... We have power over demonic forces in the name of Jesus. Amen. And, and in, my, in Jesus' name, we'll speak with new tongues. Well, that's talking about the supernatural tongues of, of, that the Holy Spirit gives you. But we also should be speaking the word of God and not the way the world speaks. Amen. In other words, the world curses, but God's saints bless, blesses. Amen. And so it says here, my, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So if God commissioned us to lay hands on the sick, that means we have to be around sick, the sick. And so if we're around the sick, laying hands on the sick, we're divinely protected. Amen. 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 Can I get an amen or oh me? So you don't need to be afraid of being around the sick because you are on divine assignment. And because of that divine assignment, we have divine protection over our lives. Amen. amen. And so we say, I believe that. I believe. <laughs> amen. And I like this, too, because the scriptures even will tell you that we have 
divine protection. And, um, you know, I like Psalms 91. And Psalms 91, there, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a divine protection psalm. And I like this psalm because um, some of our people in our church love Psalms 91. And it's a divine protection song that we should be reading, I, I would hope, especially in this time, on a daily basis. Um, and it says in Psalms 91, 1 through 3, I, I'm just picking out different verses in the psalm and, um, and just focusing on some of these verses. And in 91, 1 through 3, it says, He who dwells in a secret place... Of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress. So God is our refuge and He's our fortress or our protector. Amen. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Somebody say, I'm delivered. From the perilous pestilence. Amen. And then in verse 5 and 6 it says. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Nor the arrow that flies by day. Nor the pestilence that walks in darkness. Nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. So he's saying here. That we should not be afraid. Of what's out here in this atmosphere. Amen. And then he goes on. Uh, in verse 11, it says, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Amen. So, um, you know, our words are powerful. And I've been ministering on words and when we take God's promises of his words, um, the Bible actually says that angels go on assignment and work for us. Amen. And so how does God get things done on this earth? He gets things done two ways. He gets things done through his saints. Amen. Us obeying him, doing the Great Commission. But he also gets things done through angels. And so in the Bible, it says in Psalms 103, verse 20, that, that, that angels hearken to God's word, yes. amen, and hearken and does the word of God. So what do we do? We, as believers, we speak God's word and angels go on assignment for us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so my question to you, do you have your angels working for you? And so how do we do that? We speak the promises of God's word. Amen. And so we say things like. Thank you Father God. No plague shall come near my dwelling. For your angels. Guard me and protect me in all my ways. Amen. And then uh, in verses 14 and 16. It says because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. Now see this is the key. Do you love God? Amen. If you're watching today, do you have a love for God? Is, is God the love of your life? Is Jesus number one in your life? Amen. And we have to have the, a love for God. And, and that's a love for God. First and foremost, it's a love for God's word. If you love God, you love God's word. Amen. And if you love God's word, God's word will produce faith in your life that will cause you to overcome any circumstance 
any, tri any uh, tribulation, any trial that may be coming our way. So it says here, therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So, see, see, God promised the believer long life. Amen. And so we can stand on that. We can stand on that, that no matter what may be coming down our way, we can stand on the scriptures that we shall have long life. Why? Because we trust in God. Somebody say, I trust in God. Amen. So we need to put our trust in the almighty God. So we don't need to act like the world. We don't need to be hoarding stuff and trying to buy all the toilet paper and get all crazy and all that. No, no, no. No, I'm telling you, there's going to be plenty of paper to go around. Amen. Amen. So, so what we need to do is we need to act like Christians. And we need to act like that, that as Christians, we need to act like Jesus and Jesus never fretted, he never worried, he never got bent out of shape. Let's look at Romans 12 and 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world. In other words, don't act like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, so if we're going to be changed into the image of Christ, uh, we're going to have to take on the, the word of God and we're going to have to look at it and speak it out loud and believe it. And we will be, instead of being conformed to the world, conformed to the fearful ways of the world, we'll be transformed into what God promised us that we will have. Amen. So, um, so, so let me give you three ways that we should not be like the world. First of all, the, the, the number one key is we, we as Christians walk by faith and not by fear. Amen. We walk by faith. Somebody say, I walk by faith, walk by faith. and not by fear. Not by faith. Amen. I like what Jesus said in, in the Gospel of John chapter 14. And Jesus was talking to his disciples and he was planning, he, he was already telling them that he was going to be leaving the earth. He was going to be going back to heaven because his assignment was coming to a completion. And he was going to the cross. And his disciples were getting a little nervous about what he was saying because his disciples enjoyed Jesus, of course, being in, with them in, in the physical realm. And, and so they were getting a little nervous about what he was saying. And Jesus, was say, and Jesus said this, and sometimes, I'm going to say this, sometimes when we're looking at the news and we we're, we're, and, and we're keep reading all about the coronavirus and everything that's happening, sometimes that can bring fear. And, some, and, and listen, you know, if we focus on that, we will get fearful, but we need to focus on Jesus. And Jesus said this way, he said in John 14, 1, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Then he says, in my father's house are many mansions. If there were not so, I would have told you and I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, that you may be also. So what was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying, listen, you know, in another place, Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. 
He said, in this world, this world, you know, I would think, you know, in my lifetime that, that we would be locked down with a virus or that, 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 that this would be one of the greatest fears. I always thought it would be nuclear war. <laughs> and uh, back in my day, you know, it was the nuclear, you know, back in the 70s, everybody was, was afraid of maybe the nuclear war. Now it's uh, an invisible virus. Amen. But, uh, but I'm going to say this. Don't be afraid. Amen. Uh, there's going to be trials and tribulations. But Jesus said, be of good cheer, not be full of fear. Why? Because Jesus has overcome the world and we can overcome this world. Why? Because Jesus, the greater one, abides on the inside of us. See, we're just not, we're, we may be of the world, we, but we may be in the world, but we're not of the world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. Jesus talks about that. And so, so that means that, that whatever is attacking this world it cannot, it has no a legal right to attack the Christian that believes. Amen. Amen. And so, so Jesus said that, that be of good cheer. In other words, cheer up. You know, I got a little down and depressed this week because it just, you know, my gym closed down. And, uh, and I was like, my Lord, you know, what is the world coming to? My gym closed down, you know. And then one person said, well, the gym is the dirtiest place in the world. You don't want to go there anyway. And, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, and so, you know, I was like scrambling. What am I going to do if I'm not going to, if I'm not going to go to my sanctuary, the gym, amen? And, uh, and so I, I, I started scrambling and finally I found a, you know, I'm, I, I'm figuring it out. I'm going to do T25 at home. And I found a bench somebody was selling because I needed a bench. I have weights and, um, and I bought a bench yesterday. And so I'm going to make it work at home. But you know what? It's only going to be for a short period because things are changing. And I believe following this next Sunday, things are going to be back in order. The Lord. Amen. In other words, this, this, uh, this uh, mild lockdown is mild and, it, and it's going to be unlocked by next week. Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. Believe with me. Believe with me. Say, I believe that. Amen. So you got you to believe that. It's, it's not, this is not going to last forever. Uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to clear up. We're going to get through this because, because Americans are resilient. Christians are resilient. Amen. I like what it says in John 14, 27. It says, I am leaving you with a... Uh, it says here, well, that's New Living Translation. Let me read the New King James first. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, 27. Uh, so anyway, we have the peace of Jesus residing on the inside of us. And we should not allow anything to rock our peace. I like what New Living Translation says. It says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And that peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. In other words, don't wait to, to get your peace when you find that they have a uh, vaccine for the virus. Amen. Amen. Don't wait on the vaccine. 
No, 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 no. Just wait on Jesus. Wait on the word of God. The word of God will give you the peace that you need. So, so we need to, we need to stay in peace. How? By keeping our minds on Christ. Amen. I, I like what it says in second Timothy one, seven, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. You know, sometimes every once in a while, even the pastor gets nervous. Amen. 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 But you know what? Even though I may get nervous or at times and sometimes fear and anxiety will try to come upon me. Amen. Um, I speak the word of God and speaking the word of God overcomes the feelings of anxiety and depression. Amen. And so this is important because it's more than just being positive and speaking positive words. And that's good. But uh, but what's better than speaking positive words is speaking the word of God. Amen. And so um, this is this is a faith confession that that you can say. And I'm just going to because we're talking about the power of words and we need to be making faith confessions daily in our lives. Uh, uh, This is a good faith confession. Say this after me. I have the peace of God that passes all understanding because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love. And a sound mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so this is important. That when we speak the God's promises, it produces faith in our life. Amen. And so we have to understand that. That we, as Christians, we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Paul says, as Christians, we walk by faith and not by external situations and circumstances. So, so, so faith, as I ministered last week, uh, faith is our sixth sense. You know, we have five senses. So, you know, the taste and touch and, and sight and hearing. And we have these senses. But, but the sixth sense is faith. And as Christians, we walk by faith and not by, we're not governed our attitude by what's going on out here. Amen. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 18. It says, why you do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. So what is he saying here? He's saying that we don't focus on all this stuff out here, what the world is focusing on. No, we focus on the eternal things of God. We focus on the word of God. The word of God is eternal. Can I say that again? The word of God is eternal. In Isaiah 40, verse 8, it says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. Amen. That's good news. The word of God stands forever. Uh, Another translation says the word of God endures forever. Amen. Uh, uh, In Matthew 24, verse 35, Jesus is speaking. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Amen. So what is that saying? There's even another scripture. I don't have my notes. It says that God even puts his word even above his name. 
Amen. What, what is that saying to us? That's saying that there's power in the word of God. Amen. There is enough power where when we speak the word of God, the promises of God's word. What we're doing is we're coming in agreement with God. And when two or more agreeing, touching anything in the name of Jesus, it shall be done. Amen. So when you are agreeing with God's word, then that causes dunamis power to be working in your lives. I like what it says in Hebrews 4.12. See, I'm trying to get this across to you and that, that speaking God's word is powerful. And the more you speak it, the more you're going to believe it. I'm going to say that again. The more you hear something over and over again, and, and you listen to something over again, it can either be an evil report, and, and it can produce fear in your life, or it can be a positive report, the good news of the Bible, and it will produce faith in your life. And so whatever we're listening to on a continual basis, uh, and if it's just uh, that we're listening to the, the negative things, then we're going to have a negative attitude, and we're going to draw those things into our life. But, but that's not us. We're going to focus on the good things. Amen? And so I love that. Um, Hebrews 4.12 says it this way, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What is Paul saying here? He's saying that the word of God is active. It, it, it's alive. It's, it's, it, it enables to produce what it says. Amen? It, it's, it's seed that will produce the promise that's written in the Bible. Glory to God. And so we need to understand that. So another scripture I love is in Romans 3, 4. And it says here, Surely not, uh, indeed, let God be true and every man a liar. Let God's word be true and every man a liar. As it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may, over, and may overcome when you are, um, and, and you may overcome. Amen? And so it says here in Romans 3, 4, that we're justified by our words and, and that we're overcome when we are judged. Amen. Glory to God. I couldn't read it on my paper here. I see it up there. And so we're, we're overcome. When we, in other words, Jesus said every idle word will be judged over. Yes. Amen. So see, listen, we need to start speaking. Thank God I'm redeemed from the coronavirus. We need to start speaking. Thank God I'm not a carrier of the coronavirus. I'm the carrier of the anointing of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We need to start speaking. Faith-filled words. Amen. And when we start speaking these faith-filled words, we're going to start believing it, and our attitude is going to adjust. Glory to God. The number two key we need to do, uh, that we need to enact to be a people not of this world, we are sacrificial and not selfish. You see, when fear comes in, what fear does it, it, it gets us to focus on ourselves. And you think about that? When we, when, when we start thinking about the coronavirus, we're not really thinking about our neighbor really getting it. You know, like, like we're, oh, I hope my neighbor doesn't get it. We're thinking, I hope I don't get it. 
We're not, we're not, we're not concerned about loving our neighbor. We're like they, they can fend for themselves, and I'm going to fend for myself. Each man for his own self, right? And so we need to be very careful. We don't get that attitude. And so we, as Christians, we need to be sacrificial and not selfish. And and it's just human nature to be just focused on self. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.